There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Right now, though, we're joined by Mohammed Salomon from the ARN News Center. So, Mohammed, let's not let these sounds distract you. Mohammed, let's focus on the job at hand, and it's all about the news. Mohammed, you've been looking at a few stories today. Let's start here. Uh, big international story of the day, of course. We're going to be covering this later in the program as well, is the elections taking place today in Pakistan. First of all, Mohammed, can you give us an idea of who some of the main players are in this general election? Of course, one of the names is a star that lots of us particularly those interested in cricket will be familiar with. That's right. So 100 million, more than 100 million people in Pakistan are casting their votes today to decide who their next prime minister will be. Now, the main election battle is between the parties of ex-cricketer Imran Khan and the former prime minister Nawaz Sharif. Now, Nawaz Sharif is currently serving a jail sentence after he was found guilty of corruption. So the standing candidate for his party is his brother. Shabazz Sharif. Now, Imran Khan has also been accused of, alleged, of uh, alleged meddling by the military, so it's far from an ideal election. There's lots of, lots of controversy involved in this. And just add to the mix, Bilawal Bhutto, the son of the late former Prime Minister Benazir Bhutto, uh, is also in this particular uh, election race. So it is very controversial. Well, indeed. And look, Mohammed, tell us how voting has gone so far. We've heard reports of explosions at polling stations. That's right. So uh, there have been explosions. In fact, there was one just a couple of hours ago. 29 people uh, were killed in this particular explosion in the city of Quetta. Mm. Uh, 35 were also wounded. Uh, There were also shootings reported between political rivals in several cities. So unfortunately, it has been a violent day so far. Now, Pakistani citizens who don't live in Pakistan are not allowed to vote in the election. And because of that, many Pakistani expats from the UAE have traveled back home so so that they can vote today. Now, we don't have an exact number, but we do know that a large amount have gone back to have their say. I was going to say, I expect the flights uh, to Islamabad and Karachi, they were very busy today, I should think. Very, very busy. In fact, I think Emirates flies about 35 times a week to Pakistani cities. So I think those routes will be very, very busy. And when do we expect to know the results, Mohammed? So the polls close in about an hour from now. Uh, They'll then count the votes on the spot right after polling is completed. And the results will be announced in about 24 hours. So hopefully by this time tomorrow, uh, we should know who the next leader of Pakistan is. Okay, we will keep you updated on that story as well. We're hoping to speak to one of our reporters in Pakistan tomorrow because by tomorrow, Mohammed, as you say, we should know the results of those elections. At the very least, we'll have an update for you. More detail from our international correspondent, Neha Punia, uh, just after six o'clock on this programme. So, Mohammed, let's move locally now. And authorities here in Abu Dhabi have taken a huge step to make the roads that much safer. That's right. So police in Abu Dhabi have announced that from August 12th, there will be no more speed buffer on all roads in the capital. So that means that motorists can no longer drive 20 kilometers per hour above the legal speed limit and get away with it. So from the 12th of August, if you're driving 121 on 120 road, you will be flashed by radar and get fined. Now, of course, this has been done to make the roads of, of Abu Dhabi safer. Uh, we know that speeding is one of the leading causes of accidents, not just in the capital, but all over the UAE as well. Uh, now, police also say that the speed limit on several roads will be lowered in order to make them safer. An awareness campaign will also be launched to alert motorists about the new traffic rules. So hopefully, motorists will have some time to get used to these new speed limits. Uh, obviously, it's a big change going from having a 20-kilometer grace limit 
uh, to having absolutely nothing. It's something I have to remind myself of actually when I go back to the UK and I, I rent a car and I drive around and I look at the speed limit sign on the road and it says 40 or 60 and I think to myself I must remember there's no 20k you know grace period that is a hard limit and it, it must be stuck to. It is in fact in, in the UAE when this 20 kilometers per hour grace, grace uh, limit is there it's one of the highest in the world uh, the UK averages I think 3 kilometers per hour something like that yeah. Uh, Australia is about 5 uh, many parts of Europe around 1 or 2 even uh, so the UAE is, is, is one of the highest in the world when it comes to that grace limit. So we're warning people now, get it, get your heads around it, be prepared. And obviously there is always that bedding in period when it comes to any new sort of traffic regulation and restriction. People just need to be aware that this is happening so that they can drive responsibly. Look, Mohammed, the last story you've got for us today is actually a super fun one. It's about what time people order food. Tell us more. That's right. So a new study from the University of Aberdeen has found that 7pm in the evening is a global sweet spot for wanting to order takeaway food. <laughs> So what the research What time does this show finish? <laughs> <laughs> just just before seven, right? So what the researchers did is they is they studied global internet traffic to look for patterns on when people would look for food online. And what they found was that despite big cultural differences, there was a consistent stream of hungry people around the world wanting to find good online food at about 7 p.m. The the researchers also found a twin peak pattern at 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, So the study suggests that uh, inbuilt foraging behavior has now switched online. So instead of hunting and foraging, we're now Googling uh, for food. (laughs) So 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. Do you guys relate with that? Is that that about right when it comes to ordering food? Well, because of what time we finish the show, I have to say it's slightly different. I probably, if I'm going to order, it's probably a bit later than that. But if it was maybe a day off, Mohammed. Seven is optimum time to order food, I think. It is. I also like the sound of inbuilt foraging, you know, yeah. uh, sort of response that we all have to go hunting and foraging and finding. But now it's it's online. That's a very clever idea that it, at seven o'clock. Yeah. I mean, well, once we finish the show at seven, I know I get home by about 7.30, walk through the door, open the fridge and begin stuffing my face. Yeah, so it's slightly out, but yeah. 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 I do. I do like to eat. What about you, Mohammed? Are you, uh, are you much of a takeaway person, or much of a, uh, a delivery type guy? Yeah, we, we enjoy it a lot. Me and my wife, we, we live alone, of course, and uh, we, we do enjoy ordering takeout all the time. Uh, we, we do cook as well, but obviously the, the easy option is to is to order takeaway. And I think I, I concur a lot with the 2 a.m. one. Uh, we, we do, we, we are big fans oh. of midnight snacks. Yes. So I can I can completely uh, relate with this 2 a.m. peak in the morning for, for takeaway food. And there definitely is a rush hour here with uh, certain food apps. You know, we've got, a, we've got a few choices here with the food apps, but you do go on them sometimes about 7 o'clock on a weekend and on a Saturday. You think, oh, Oh, I'd fancy a pizza or some Lebanese or something. And you go and order and it's suddenly, you know, a 75, 90 minute wait. And uh, it's because everyone's ordering at the same time, obviously. Exactly. There, there is a rush. And I think the other interesting thing about this particular study was that it was a global study, right? It wasn't just mm-hmm. the UK, Canada and the US. They did a thing about nine or 10 different countries and they picked them from the Middle East. They picked them from Africa, from China, from the States. And they found that it was very, very consistent, the 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., uh, peaks for ordering food so I think quite quite fascinating yeah because that's crossing <laughs> cultural boundaries it's not necessarily to do with the times people are praying or the times people are going to work and etc everyone just hit 7pm and needs needs, needs and a bit hungry. of sustenance yeah, yeah yes. they're hungry <laughs> not, not a bad time to get eating Mohammed Suleiman is from the ARN News Centre Mohammed, as always it's been a pleasure you too thanks very much there's just so much more to hear download our podcast at Dubaii1038.com